Just a couple of guys having civilized conversations about some rather uncivilized topics. Come along as we try to determine who the real racists are. So join us, and you be the judge. This is He's Racist. I'm not. Good evening, and welcome to a very special episode of He's Racist. I'm not. Joining me, as always, is my faithful co-host. We've been doing this for over four years now, Malik. How are you tonight, sir? It is bittersweet day for me. <laughs> it is. So More sweet than bitter. Oh, you're such a jerk. Man. You're such a jerk. So we we have an announcement to make. Uh, Malik and I we haven't uh, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks, um, but we came to a decision several weeks ago that we were going to quit making this show. It has been over four years, 150 some or 160 some episodes. Yeah, close to 160. Yeah, and um, it's. It, I don't. I don't think for either of it's us that it's we. We don't enjoy it because we do. Um, but we've talked and we think that there's other things that we could do together that we would enjoy more than this, and that might uh, might be more lucrative for us. Um, you know, I I know getting into this, I kind of had like that little dream in the back of my head of being the next Joe Rogan experience and having millions of of followers and listeners weekly. Um, and that just never happened. And I don't think it was because of anything that we did wrong. I just think that it's it's such a a weird technology and it's such a weird market. And literally anybody can get into it. We've talked about it on here before. You know, all you don't even need a you don't even need a computer. You know, you could do all of this what we do, probably not as good a quality, but you could do it all from a phone. Yeah. You make podcasts and publish them and get them out there for the entire world to hear. So I, I don't think it was that we did anything wrong. I think we put everything that we could into it. Um, may, you know, maybe there were some other things we could have done as far as advertising and, and whatever. Um, but I, I think we put we put a lot into it. You know, we I, I know we've put a, a ton of time into it. We put a decent amount of money into it. Um, and it just it never it never came to fruition i think the way that either one of us was hoping that it would eventually would and it's just uh it's kind of time to move on i guess so yeah we uh we might discuss it on facebook or something like that what we're moving on to once things get up and running and settled uh but you know because of the little an anonymity from this station uh have to work out some things first before uh we divulge our faces but um yeah well at least me Remy has been asking since day one. Yeah, I, I just, I don't care. I'm probably stupid, but I, I was ready to, I mean, we, we started the show under the pretense of anonymity, and, but I very quickly got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just do it. But it's yeah, probably it it better. That that, it's probably better that we've stayed anonymous. And we'll talk about why that is in one of our articles. <laughs> Will we? The, uh, uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know. So, but yeah, no, um, it, it, for me, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. I, I guess maybe I didn't know that it was on a Patreon, but why I, I, I wanted to start this um, and I was very excited and, you know, it is just fun just hanging out. I know, I think probably for the last two years, we haven't really seen each other in person. Uh, so if some of you who don't know, we used to do this in person and then pretty much right after the pandemic got really serious and things shut down, uh, we were doing it remote and we haven't really been in person since. So this new venture will get us back in person, uh, probably. And um, yeah, so I think it's been great. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I basically learned a lot of stuff for my business. Uh, so this helped me grow professionally. And then, you know, not all white people are bad. So I learned that too. <laughs> it's weird. No. I learned the opposite. Like all black people really are bad. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, you know, just go to a movie theater, black movie theater and. Yeah, I definitely get that opinion. I still want uh, to do that sometime. Yeah, I don't advise you to <laughs> for your safety. <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah, no, I've, no, seriously, I have learned a lot. I've, I've, some things you've made me question about my own beliefs. So no, I appreciate that. Open my eyes on things. Uh, I'm more, I kind of always knew this, but I, f I think it's solidified. I'm more middle of the road than anything. Definitely not full Republican, definitely not full Democrat, but I will never love Trump. So that's where we'll always disagree on. I, I think that it's gone both ways. I think that I, I've also learned quite a bit. Um, and I don't know if you've had any 
like white conservative friends in the past, I've, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, I don't think I've ever had a more left leaning black friend. In no, the past. I would, I'd probably say my circle of friends is very thin and they all think like me or, you know, I wasn't, I guess I would say anyone who was, I wasn't that close to not because of that. It was just, we weren't that close. So, you know, I'm like, Oh, whatever. And then kind of just walk away. So you're the only person that I've actually had a close friendship with. And we have very different beliefs on like politics. I think everything else we're pretty much on the same page on, but politics, uh, we have some different beliefs. And then, no, I don't have many of that in my circle. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the best takeaways from this is that you can, you can separate that from your friendship. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to let something like, like political views destroy what could otherwise be a, a good friendship. And I, you know, I consider you, you know, one of, if not my best friend, you know, I, you know, any, anytime you need, if you know, you need me to come over and build a squirrel catcher, a redneck squirrel catcher in your house or get rid of a spider, or, you know, help you move or deconstruct something or whatever. Like it's, you know, I'm there for it. Um, I feel like I haven't returned the favor at all. I'm more taken than given. <laughs> well i mean it's because i don't have any random squirrels living in my house and i'm not a little bitch when it comes to spiders but okay. you know one day we'll find that thing that i need you for and i know that you'll be right there for me see i have no shame in you making fun of me about that as long as you get rid of them so if that's the price i have to pay <laughs> know what so be it i still can't believe our squirrel catcher worked i it worked, like I said, the, quickly the, too. In the first hour, it was just like I went down there, checked on it, nothing, and then I, I think I went to get something to eat, and all of a sudden I heard like, like I said, it sounded like a cat crying. And uh, yep, that's awesome, absolutely so. amazing. But yeah, so it's been, uh, it's been a really cool four year. Yeah, this is something that I always wanted to do ever since I started listening to podcasts, probably, you know, better than ten years ago. So when we met and you told me about your YouTube channel and I said, you know, I've always wanted to do a podcast and you're like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. It, it just, it seemed like such a natural thing. And I've, I've enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Uh, so, you know, who knows, maybe we'll come back with a different podcast some, sometime, maybe sometime we may, we may rehash this for an episode or two. Who knows? I don't know what the future holds. I just know that for now, I think both of us are ready to move on and to focus on some other stuff. Yeah, so I, I won't say like podcasting is out of the realm forever. I just, and then I was going to segue into this, and we are going to do articles today, by the way. We have, it's a limited one, but we are going to do articles, I thought. But we thought we'd explain some things and bring up some history and all this stuff that's happened. So the main reason for this big change, I think it was more of a push for me than it was from Remy, is uh, my business. And I've been doing a lot of stuff about making money and, you know, having a legacy and building something and blah, 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 whatever. And so I've been putting a lot of things in place and this one was kind of an extension of it, this new idea. And so, you know, I talked to Remy about it because I said I, I need a co-host for this as well. And I know and he knows that he's the face, the personality, and I have very little. So I'm okay with that. So unfortunately, I still need the, the man for a few things in this world. But don't worry, we're slowly trying to phase that out. Black man and using the white man again. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's kind of what sparked the adventure. And I mean, I won't put words in Remy's mouth, but I think, you know, he doesn't care what we do as long as we hang out. So, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say that I don't care. Um, I, you know, I couldn't just do anything. And I, I really, I think this was, this has gotten to the point where it's kind of run its course. Okay. You know, it's, it, it has become recently more of a chore than I think it was in the beginning, you know, because it, it's it's tough when you're doing something for so long and you're not seeing not even the results that you're hoping for, but not really seeing any results, you know, and that's not to say, you know, for those of you who have been around and those of you that have come in throughout, you know, we love you and we really appreciate your support. Um, but, you know, there was always things that I was hoping for. I was always hoping to start getting more feedback, you know, um, you know, when we got that that Google voice phone number, I was really hoping because a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they, they do similar things and they get voicemails. I was hoping to get voicemails. I was hoping to get emails. I don't think we've ever really gotten a single email. You know, I know we never got a single voicemail. We got um, a few, but those were usually people we knew. Yeah. And, you know, we got messages on Facebook and it was always pretty much the same 
half dozen people. Um, so it's, it's been great. And I, I don't want to take away from any of that. I, you know, we really appreciate the support that we've gotten. I think that we just, you know, me, at least I was, I was hoping for more. And this really just has kind of run its course for me. Like I used to get really upset when we would miss a week for whatever reason. And then, you know, it was always legitimate reasons, uh, but I would get really upset and I've gotten to the point where I kind of, I, I don't really get upset anymore. Um, even tonight, you know, Malik texted me right before we started and said, I don't think I'm going to be able to record tonight. He's got some family stuff going on. Um, and I, I was upset, but I was more upset because I kind of just wanted to get this last recording out of the way. Um, so, and like I said, it's not because I don't enjoy it anymore. I, I do, but it is a lot of work, uh, for anyone that, that doesn't do this or hasn't done this. There's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, there's hours of reading going through articles and deciding which ones to put up uh, and then we have to read each other's articles and there's the recording and then there's the editing and then there's the posting and you know and there's money that goes into it it's not and it hasn't been a, a huge amount of money but you know we've been paying for spreaker ever since we started this you know between the the five dollar and the twenty dollar plan that we were on for, at one point we've put several hundred dollars into that you know, we put a couple hundred dollars into just owning the domain. He's racist. I'm not.com. We've, uh, you know, the intro and outro. I don't remember exactly what that cost, but I want to say it was like 150 or 175 bucks, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've run Facebook ads. That's not free. That costs money. So, you know, and I'm not even going to put a cost on the audio equipment and stuff because you're, you're an audio nerd. So I think you would have, you would have bought to play with most of the audio stuff anyways. Um, but it's just, it's been a tremendous amount of time, a tremendous amount of effort. And it has gotten to the point where, where we're not seeing any sort of growth where it has become kind of more of a chore. So, so while, yes, I, I will agree that you were the one that kind of pushed more for it. I was 100% ready to be pushed. Okay. So, and I don't want people to think this was utter, utter utter failure because someone's actually listening you're listening right now uh and then once you kind of find out the numbers of average which you know we didn't find out for a while we're actually doing really well but it's still low and that's more because of the way the podcast is and you know like you can't just go on apple and search it's it's not like a one search like youtube is just you go to youtube you search you look for that thing it's different every different place that you go and it's not like I can just search, you know, general news or you have to really know what you're looking for or, you know, one of our titles might pop up or you really have to promote it and stuff like that. So that's kind of where the issue comes in. It's really hard to find a podcast in the sea of so many that, you know, the the barrier to entry is very low now before it was very high, especially with, you know, some of these like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. So there was very few out there. And then and then you have that longevity going and stuff like that. So to where they are now. And I'm not saying there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, have blown up recently, but it just depends on what they're talking about. You know, there's like those true crimes, anything talking about sex, that's a big one. So it just depends on, you know, the, the little niches in the world, those blow up, but there's a lot of good ones out there that have a very small following. It's just, you know, um, for me, I, I have very little time right now and I'm focusing good or bad on what makes me money. And this isn't, and there's something I want to try that will not to say it's, it may or may not work out. Um, I'm learning a lot each, each day. And the more I learn, the more I, we will be better prepared to, to make a income from that right away. Instead of, you know, some of these people who they might not see money for a while, I've been established on this platform that we're going to move to for a while. So that helps too. It's just, um, I'm trying a different feature of it. And it's, it's something I'm just, I'm very curious about kind of like with podcasting. I was just very curious about it. I'm very curious about this and seeing if it's if it's worth the time doing and we'll give it a, a nice little run. I don't know if we'll give it four years, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll give it a nice run. If we see results, we'll keep going. And if we don't, we'll, like I said, we'll try something else. Maybe we'll come back to podcasting. Maybe we'll make a YouTube channel. I don't know, but yeah. uh, we'll always do something, I think, because, you know, we have fun doing it. It's just what that looks like, you know. So I think we'll keep the the um, the Facebook page up to kind of let people know at some point what we're doing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. And you know, maybe we'll throw out an episode to let people know as well. Yeah. And, and just so that everyone knows ahead of time, the, the Spreaker platform is paid up for 
like the month or something. Um, after that goes away, though, I don't know how much longer these episodes will be available on, you know, Apple Play or iTunes or whatever or uh, whatever Google's Google Play or any of those other platforms. I don't know. Uh, but as Malik stated a couple weeks back, you can get all of our episodes still on YouTube. So I'm assuming that for whatever reason, those won't go away or they won't go away for a while. But No, they're permanent unless we delete them. Yeah. So so your your options for hearing us are going to be more limited after our Spreaker subscription expires. And I might I might keep it up for another month just to make sure everybody gets this last episode. I got to check the date when it expires. Cause if it's another couple weeks, then I think that's good enough. But um, yeah, so that's just, just to let everyone know. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think this is you first, sir. It is, it is. Uh, stolen Hyundai crash linked to another deadly theft and wreck from July. Four people were hospitalized after a city garbage truck collided with the stolen car around 9.30 AM near Westerville Road and Albert Avenue. The Clinton Township Police Department said the group was trying to get away from the car's owner when they pulled out in front of the garbage truck. Uh, and this was from a couple days ago, from August 16th. Uh, the owner of the stolen car had been looking for them and was able to track the group with the Hyundai down to the apartments in the area. After they called the police, the car thief somehow got the hint that the officers were coming and tried to drive away from the apartments, according to the CTPD chief. The driver, a 14-year-old boy, was a passenger in a previous July 24th wreck that killed two other teens, according to the Clinton Township Police Chief. In that crash, another 14-year-old named Javon Reed lost control of a stolen Hyundai Sonata before striking a light pole, smashing a fence, and rolling several times. He was pronounced dead at the hospital after being peeled out from the wreck. The 14-year-old involved in this wreck was ejected in that uh, July crash, along with another team who was named Aaron Wallace Chitson. Chitson died after being ejected, but the other 14-year-old, the one we're talking about here, survived. So yeah, he stole a car with a uh, with several other teens, uh, including one 19-year-old woman, and it looks like everybody was injured, but nobody was hurt. The three three minors uh, that were under 18 were, were hurt, but they were uh, not seriously hurt. The 19-year-old woman was uh, transported to Riverside Methodist Hospital in serious but stable condition. Now, why did Remy pick this as one of his last stories? Please. Parenting, man. Parenting and the jail system. Like why? And, and just the general stupidity of people in the population. So this 14-year-old kid just back in July, a couple months ago, was involved in a wreck in which two of his friends died in a stolen car. So what's he do a couple months later? He goes out and steals another freaking car. Like how stupid do you have to be? And where are these kids' parents? And why wasn't this kid in juvenile detention from the first car that he stole? Don't you get a lot of leeway for being a minor, though? But still, I'm just still. I'm not excusing. I just think it's because usually they usually that's what happens because you're a minor. Somebody's got to be held accountable for this, and I think in this situation, I think the parents are just as culpable as the child is. I thought that was yeah usually the case. The parents couldn't be liable for stuff because why? Why is this 14 year old just out stealing cars on a random you know Wednesday morning? Eh, now you got time on your hands. It's ridiculous. There's no jobs out there. It's a recession. Um, they did mention in this article also, though, that apparently Hyundai's, um, along with Kia's, are very popular among Columbus thieves. Don't know why. It used to be the Civic. Apparently, moved there's, on. there's a vulnerability in the steering column that makes them easier to steal. So be aware of that if you're in Columbus or, I guess, probably near any other city and you own a Hyundai or a Kia. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was actually looking at their little pickup truck, but it's little. Which one, Hyundai or Kia? Kia. Okay. Maybe I, I no, still, no, no. I still maybe it was Hyundai. I, yeah. I can't. I can't get over the buy one get one free for cars. They're cheap. They're cheap. They're cheap. Anyway, that was it. I won't make any assumptions as to the uh, coloration. Oh, I'm sure you think they're black. I know. Involved. I know. In don't. But I won't. I'm not going to. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's probably uh, the the first one. It was probably a white kid named Javon Reed. Ah, uh, those little microaggressions. Love them. <laughs> was Jamie's uh, was Jamie Foxx's movie All Star Weekend too provocative for cancel culture comedy censors? In 2016, Jamie Foxx, 54, and Jeremy Pivens, 57, started filming All Star Weekend, a movie about two NBA obsessed friends in Indiana. Pivens' character is Stefan Curry's biggest fan. While uh, Fox's worships LeBron James, the pair win tickets to the NBA All-Star Weekend in Los 
Angeles, and on their way out west, they run into a cast of wacky characters and find themselves in dangerous situations where they're hoop with their hoop idols. So with this film, the reason why um, you've never heard of it, even though it was 2016 is when he we filmed it, and this was uh, Jamie Foxx's directorial debut, is because it was, a. I think at 2016, we still weren't in cancel culture yet. So I think they had Robert Downey Jr. playing a Hispanic. Uh, Jamie Foxx was playing a white racist cop and some other stuff that was just crazy, which should have been funny. But I think he's, he pretty much said it with today's climate he just didn't want to release the movie and it he may never get released. Who knows? So that that's not really the reason why I put this in here, but yeah, I just, if in case you didn't know, he talked about it, I guess on the Joe Rogan podcast a while back, um, like 2017 or something like that, they said, but, uh, and he recently talked about it because he had a new movie on Netflix called day shift, which is actually really good. He's just like pumping them out now day shift. There was another one where he, uh, he was battling like, aliens or he was an alien it was crazy but yeah he's he's i think he's just gonna be a netflix regular but yeah he was promoting that and he talked about the movie and the culture that's going on now um but this this article did deviate within something else about people playing um other cultures um so appropriations and i know we've talked about it before and we've kind of been on the fence well i've been on the fence about some things and i kind of wanted to get back into it again that was all right with you absolutely I understand, I think, where you're coming from as far as, you know, and then other people, too, is where you're, you're an actor, you're supposed to play outside of your role or who you are, just, you know, you're an actor, that's what you're supposed to do. And, but I think some people take that example to the extreme about, you know, when I say, um, you know, I, I think some things should be played by a minority or something like that, because they said, well, what if there's a guy with AIDS, then should someone with AIDS play that character? And I think, I think you're going to the deep end. I think the the issue with, you know, not having a white man play a black character or something like that because fictional characters are different, but playing a white man, a black man is because there's a lot of history behind it where we weren't allowed to be actors or we were had these little minuscule roles where things have gotten much better, but it's still you can like I think I mentioned this before, you know, you could have a black show or a black movie but there's never a white movie. Like Friends was never a white show. It was just a show. But if you have a show with a lot of black people or Hispanics, it's a black show. Like, you know, it's an Asian show, but we never call out a white show. And I think when we get to the point that it's just the norm to have a lot of black people or a lot of Hispanics, you know, instead of just, you know, the, the token, um, I think then is when I'd feel a little more comfortable about, you know, people playing different things. That's my rant. I... I don't see okay, and they they bring up because Robert Downey Jr. was in this. They of course bring up his role in Tropic Thunder, which was he was awesome. He was he was amazing, and and if you watch that movie, the whole point of it was the whole point of that character being in blackface was so that he could have this realization where he he realizes that it's wrong, right? Yeah, he realizes that the lengths that he goes to um, to make these characters come to life, including going into deep, deep, deep blackface is wrong. So I think with something like that, it's fine. Because I think, honestly, a you have to have a white person to pull off that type of role. But I think just generally having a white person play a role that is a, a black person, I don't, I don't see any reason for that. And I'm um, not talking blackface. I'm saying, you know, the person, it, whatever the role, maybe his, I wouldn't say a historic role, but the role was probably made for a black person and then somehow a white person takes it instead or, you know, whatever. I think, and I, and, and there's a fine line with fictional characters, like I say, like if it's, it's, and I say this because there, 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 there were and still are so few roles. There are more roles for black people, but still, and I'm just speaking on black people. There's, you could say Asians, Hispanics, whatever. So to have someone else take that away, that's, I guess, where the issue comes. And it's, and, and then, but people have, have broadened that to being gay or, you know, stuff like that, where I can't speak on that. I kind of, I, I have to stay within, you know, just race. But um, yes, I do think there's a line at some point. I just don't know where that line goes. But yeah, I think, you know, when you, when, they, when people use the example, like if someone has AIDS or something like that, I'm like, eh, you're kind of pushing it at that point. But well, so, so let's go back to this movie right here. Do you think that it would have been wrong for Robert Downey Jr. to play a Mexican? I don't when think you, so because you, you they're all doing like it. A, 
you could have had somebody like a Danny Trejo or something. They're all doing it. So, I mean, that that's the premise of the movie. It's a comedy. They're all doing it. They're playing out a character that I can get. But it's just, I don't know, making Black Panther white. It's just, eh. Well, so, okay. And so here's a question. Do you think that there's a, do you think that there's a line between a comedic role versus a dramatic role? Yeah. Yeah. So like I think Robert, I, I, Robert Downey Jr. doing, um, um, Tropic Thunder versus Robert Downey Jr. playing Malcolm X. Correct. Yes. Okay. But, and the, but, and then, but there's also, and, and this is where, you know, this, my bias comes in. So I can't say this is, this is wrong or right. It's just me. Um, I do have a problem with what type of stereotype you put out there and how you do it. So like what the one woman from, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Five Rings. Remember we talked about her, the, 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 the Asian actress who made her career being black. Oh yeah. Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina. So I have issues with that because. Five Rings? You just cut that in half, man. It was 10 rings. Ten, I can't remember. <laughs> So I, I have an issue with that where, you know, she made her career being black, quote unquote. But then once she made it big, it was like, oh, you know, that just wiped my hands of that. So it's it says something about that, like mm, that I have a problem with, like what you're promoting and putting out there. You know, who I have I have issues with that. And I'm and that was comedic. But I felt like that's insulting. So what if somebody and I'm not I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not trying to say what she did was okay because I, I really, I don't know enough about her. I don't care. Yeah. But what if, what if you're talking about someone who actually did grow up in that culture? Like what, if, what, what if I had grown up in a predominantly black area and that was, that was what I grew up around because I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Like if you grow up in a black neighborhood, you're going to, you're going to talk different, act different than someone that grows up in a predominantly white area. Right. And uh, I know just and like I, you're going to, you know, if, if you grow up in the suburbs, you're going to act different than if you grow up in a trailer park. Right. And that's not and, to cast aspersions on any of those types of people. But uh, like, what if, yeah. And it would be the same the other way. What if you had a black kid who grew up about, around a bunch of white rednecks? I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem when all of a sudden like Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> like all of a sudden, like your past doesn't exist. That's the problem I have because he will not talk about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So, <laughs> like, but that made him famous. That's my problem that I have with that. You know, <laughs> well, he's just been weird. But yeah, um, well, no, no, he was fake. He was fake all the way. Um, so never mind. But uh, so I have a problem with that. Like, if if Mark Wahlberg still like you know talked about you know being Marky Mark and stuff like that, whatever, how embarrassing it is for him. You know, that made him famous. And some of us, what I mean, black people, some, I wouldn't say many, supported him. I think it was more white. But it's just like he made it off of black culture. Let's put it that way. Young white kids wanting to be him because they thought he was quote unquote black. Were there black people that supported him? No, I was just trying to be nice. Okay. Because um, I couldn't see that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. Or like I said, Aquafina, where, you know, she made her career making jokes of us. And when she makes it big, all of a sudden it's gone. And, you know, I don't want to marginalize my own people, but I have no problem doing it for others. Like, that's where I, I take a lot of issues with it. But, you know, if they still talked about it and like, oh, you know, it would still embrace it or whatever, I would be cool with it. I'm not saying people can't grow. I'm saying don't forget your past. And that's that's the problem I have. I feel the that, same way if, if this is how I am. And then all of a sudden I started you know, rapping about the hood and stuff like that. I know nothing about that. And, you know, I, I know where I came from. And if I all of a sudden just like, well, who are you? What is this? So that's, so that's the problem I have. It's actually, it's funny that you brought up friends. Uh, one of the creators of friends, I don't know if you saw that, but she recently came out and she's, she's feel, said she feels like she should have uh, diversified the cast more and it shouldn't have been an all white cast. And Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe, came out and said, that's just ridiculous. Like, you wrote about what you know. Uh, so, and Lisa, Lisa Kudrow says, uh, you know, how, it's ridiculous that you're apologizing for not writing black parts into this show about these six white people when it's like, how would you, how would you even know what their, what their lives were, you know? Like, you're basically going to be writing, you're, you're going to be writing a white person's part and casting a black person in it. And it's going to be ridiculous. I don't have a problem with the premise. I have a problem with you live in New York, 
but majority of the show is white. Have you been to New York? That's yeah, the issue that I have. I have. Well, I have. I'm not saying you, but I'm just <laughs> like, what bubble did she live in that there were no, no and, and other? I, <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Um, cause it, and there were a few token black parts yeah. in that show. Not many. And I, I agree with that, but the premise that she was tackling was the fact that she didn't have any of the main roles, any of the, the six main roles as a black person. Like you wouldn't know how to write it. So it would have been ridiculous, but whatever. No, I don't have a problem with that. But also like when I love it, I love it when time travel shows go back in the time and they, you know, the main character is black and then it's hilarious. Only one show has done it. I think it was called time something. One show actually showed like, he was like, I'm not going out there. I'll get killed. But any other show would be like, they're just walking down the street in the 1900s, like no big deal. Like, mm, I don't think it was like that. But uh, <laughs> like talking back and doing whatever. Like, no, I don't think it was like that. But yeah, there was only one show that I saw. He was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in the time machine. <laughs> Actually, I was just watching something the other day and I can't remember what it was now, but it was something that had like, had a period piece. I, I want to say it was like part of it was like in the twenties or thirties and it was in England and there's all these black people walking around with the white people. I'm like that. It doesn't make sense <laughs> like that. No, like I understand trying to be more inclusive and, and that's fine, but I feel like you should also be true to the truth to history, you know? Be like making making a World War II ma movie about like you know the Nazis or whatever, and you've got SS soldiers that are black or Hispanic or whatever. Like it just wouldn't have happened. No, and I agree with that. I guess, and then we may differ here. Like I've heard, like I, I was uh, watching the Critical Drinker. He's a he's a movie reviewer, and he he has I like a lot of his opinions, but he had an opinion about like Lord of the Rings and how they're ruining the sh the show on Amazon because they're they're um making it diverse when Tolkien wrote it back in whenever. And he, I mean, it was pretty much, they were all white or they were like, you know, some crazy creatures. And I'm like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, I don't think that's a problem for me making a little more diverse. As long as you stay, you can, you can keep to the storyline. I mean, I have more problem with people just changing the storyline completely than, you know, adding a couple of darker characters. I don't know. That's me though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think you take it on a case by case basis. And sometimes yeah. it just seems ridiculous. Um, do you hear that? Uh, I think James Franco is cast as Fidel Castro. Yeah. People are <laughs> upset about that one. <laughs> but, I, but I thought people would be more upset at his sexual misconduct history than him being white playing. Like that, that's what I thought of. I'm like, he's still allowed to act. No, he was, we're, uh, blacklisted. We're, past, we're past me too. Nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> But he was legit. I mean, there's some people who are like, eh, he might take a little too far. I think he used his fame to, uh, like he would, he, he had, we talked about it. He had acting classes and on all the females he just wanted to sleep with. It's kind of like, eh. I mean, if you're going to be like famous, you may as well get something out of it. I guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. Moving along. You knew I couldn't have the last episode without throwing in a transgender story. I had to read this one a couple of times to understand. I did too. So the headline is TV star divorces, husband announces self as trans woman and is now engaged to a gay girl. 33 year old Tommy Dorfman is engaged to a gay girl about a year after ending a five year long marriage and publicly identifying as a transgender woman. The star announced this week, um, speaking to actress Rachel Bilson on her broad ideas podcast. Dorfman revealed the partner in question is a woman who doesn't fetishize, fetishize the Jane the Virgin alum for being transgender. So basically what we have here, Dorfman is a gay man who I, I guess was famous from 13 Reasons Why. I never watched that show. And Jane the Virgin. And Jane the Virgin. Uh, a gay man who married another gay man, was married for approximately five years, got divorced, and is now a transgender woman who is hooked up with a gay woman. Um, he says, I knew I was interested in women in a way that I hadn't really been aware of since high school. I had this unresolved, unexplored thing. I was like, this is the year that I'm going to go on some dates with girls and feel that out again and not feel shamed about it. And he goes on and there's some more rambling nonsense in there. So if you're going to tell me 
that there's no mental illness going on here. You're a crackhead. I'm just confused. That's all. I mean, like what you want, like them both, but I liked one and I liked the other, but I was very uncomfortable in my own body. I, I'm very, very confused about the whole, like how that made sense to you or what drove you to that. I would really like to talk to this person. I'm very fascinated. It's very confusing. It's but my question confusing. is, is this, if they weren't, if they were, were not famous, would they still think the same way? Because I think a lot of actors like Angela Jolie, I think, you know, she's been, she's always been famous or, or, you know, in a famous family. So you're kind of removed from reality. So I wonder since he was so young when he got famous, when I, when I say young, I think like in his twenties, early twenties, now has he kind of lost touch with reality being famous and know being around different things in hollywood oh i'm sure absolutely okay absolutely um yeah but i i was very i was very confused when i first read this headline i'm like wait divorces husband so is it a girl no now they're a trans woman no engaged to a gay girl wait what what the fuck? it was very very confusing to me so he used to be a man now he's a woman and he used to he be a penis. man that decided he was gay yes so married another man and now has decided that he wants to be with women but as a woman or at least partially as a woman they didn't say anything about surgeries true there's one picture here it looks like there may be the beginning of boobs but they did say that he started the hormone therapy and his new person is female but right. she likes women which he now says he is a woman right it's so confusing but he's got like a built-in strap on. Yes. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. Hey. Not much more to say about this one, other than maybe we should start treating this as what it is, which is a mental illness. Not something Amazing. you just give hormone replacement therapy and remove their penis. Surgery. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. amusing. It's amusing. It's a good read for me. Like I was very interested after <laughs> after I understood it. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said that about one of my transgender articles. No, I didn't. That was, that was impressive. You're welcome. And then I wouldn't have believed it if the person wasn't famous. I would have like, this is all made up. Right. If this was something on Jerry Springer, <laughs> it's like, no, they sat down and they, they, they put this together just to be on Jerry Springer. Yes. Which is actually true. Uh, well, Ricky Lake, my one friend, when I just got out of high school, she was, uh, she was on Ricky Lake and I think it was uh, mothers who date their daughter's boyfriend. It was all a joke. Um, she yeah. called in, I think made it up and she got the, she was flown out to LA or wherever they did it. And her and her mother did this nice little spiel. And then that was made some, had a free trip to LA. Yeah. I, I had a friend that was on the Jerry Springer show. Oh, they did, they did a similar thing. It was, uh, it, my friend and two of his other friends, a guy and a girl, and they made up this whole thing about how they were the, the other guy and girl were a couple. And then my friend was the roommate. And of course he ended up sleeping with her. And then they got into a fight on stage and threw each other around and punched each other a little bit. And I don't think she, I don't think she actually went topless, but she was like out there in a bikini and cut off shorts. And so, yeah. And, and the whole thing was completely made up. They just wanted to be on Jerry Springer. That's those are life goals. Yeah. But they made it. So, yeah. And you also have to wonder because I, are they still making Jane the Virgin or 13 reasons why? 13 reasons why I think it has ended and Jane the Virgin definitely ended. You got to wonder if maybe this is just a grasp at being popular again because I don't see him doing anything else. But they did mention that in the article where, yeah, is it just, well, not, I'm sorry, not the article, but in the comments, people were just like, eh, you know, has to somehow stay relative, re relatable. Relevant. Relevant. Thank you. Relatable. relatable. And uh, they're like, I can't just be a man and date a woman. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> so so i've got to be a air quotes woman with a penis who dates a woman that only dates women but in the end it's a man is dating with a, a woman. man who's on well, drugs to try to be a woman but still has a penis but i mean if you honestly think about it it's a man <laughs> dating a woman like it is it, it is, is. I, I, I had a friend that whose uh, daughter basically said, like, I'm transgender, non whatever. And um, she's dating a guy who also identifies as trans. Or I'm like, so basically you're a boy and a girl dating each other. <laughs> like, why, why can't you just be a boy and a girl dating each other? 
You're just you're just close-minded. I am. I am incredibly close-minded. Anyway. All right. From right rentals here. to bathrooms, Airbnb listings aren't the first offensive efforts to commercialize slave cabins. The Airbnb, list, the Airbnb listing was simple. A charming Mississippi cottage with old-fashioned decor and access to Wi-Fi and streaming platforms. Listings in Louisiana and Georgia had similar descriptions portraying them as charming, rustic homes, perfect for a cozy weekend getaway. Well, there's this one where... You know, these people stayed at this nice, cozy place with they, you know, they, they remodeled stuff like that. But, you know, it still kind of looked like a slave quarters and people, white people, will uh, have no problem going there and say, oh, it was rave reviews. I felt like I was back in time and blah, 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 blah. Some of them may not have known. Um, some of them, some of the listings say, you know, it was a uh, it was slave quarters. So people know going into it what it is. I have a large problem with this now. There was, there was another part where they said, you know, th the main master house, people could rent that. And then if they just wanted to know what it was like or see it, the slave quarters were still there, but the, no one could actually sleep in it. I was okay the, with that. The master house? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, that's what it was. Um, so I, I have no problem with that, you know, wanting to understand or, you know, what history was like. You know, fine. That, that I have no problem with. But when you started, like, like, this was a place where people suffered. Like, they were miserable. They died here, and you're like, oh, I want to go camp out here. It's so awesome. Like, I I can't. I, I, I'm so disrespectful, and I would, uh, I, I, I think, most time I mind my own business. If I saw that and someone walking out of there, I would say something. I know it's not my place, not supposed to, but I could not control myself and not say something. Like, how dare you? I, I'm sorry. But, I mean, it's been updated with Wi-Fi and streaming. <laughs> I horribly offensive it's a, or, a charming mississippi cottage it's it's like if i wanted to go to the the holocaust slave camps and you know you know <laughs> just do oh my god do like an airbnb in auschwitz yes yeah, a steam <laughs> bath ah uh, you know oh, it's great like no no uh, so, no auschwitz resort and spa <laughs> no <laughs> oh it was so great Oh, yeah. the showers were amazing. No. <laughs> no. Just take a no. magical train ride. <laughs> I just yeah. Uh, no. I'm I I'm I can't. I I'd have to say something. It was it's so offensive. So offensive. I just uh, to just like like I I wouldn't even live it, just reading it. Like if you actually like not the the fifth grade textbooks where, you know, they were slaves and it happened and, you know, they were freed. But, you know, as you got older and you found out what actually happened, it, I, I can't, I can't, can't do it. I couldn't do it. And I would, I would ridicule anyone who did. And I know there, I'm wrong for it and I shouldn't, but I would. There are certain things that I will try to argue with you about. Um, certain things just for entertainment value, even when I, I'm really, I don't, uh, I don't feel that strongly about it. This is one of those things, though. I will, I will not argue with you on this because I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I can't that. think of anything. I can't think of many things more tasteless than taking what used to be slave quarters and being like, "Hey, it's a charming cottage with Wi-Fi and old-fashioned decor." No, it's a building that probably had. Let's be honest; they didn't really care about the comfort of the slaves. So one of these charming little cottages probably had like 15 to 20 people crammed into it who were close to starved. Like they were fed enough to keep them working, probably beaten, you know, just horribly, horribly mistreated. So no, I, no, I agree with you. Now, if you don't know, that's one thing. Cause they did talk about like some places don't even say it. Like that's, that's, that's one thing. And I just bad on the, the renters that that's on them. But if you know, like it's in the listening and you go there strictly for that and sometimes for that purpose, I have no respect for you. Yeah. Oh, so but, this one that they have the picture of, they say is not for rent. Yeah. The guests at the plantation house can visit the structure. And like I said, I'm cool with that. Anything to understand history and see it, you know, even if you're going to be, even as insulting as it is, you're like some TikToker, you know, taking a picture in front of it. You know, I can't stop people from doing stuff like that. But the other part is just, I just, oh, I can't. But somebody should. Yeah. Somebody should stop it. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to read this entire article before we started, but I will go back and read this. No problem. I understand. Yeah. My God, you couldn't just have one on our last night. You had to put two horrible. I did. I had to put two. Two amazing feel-good stories. <clears throat> Painful. Can we get on with this? The first feel-good story. 
the first of the last two feel-good stories ever. Two boys compete for the best mullet in America 2022 title. One boy from Wisconsin and one boy from Minnesota are among the 25 finalists competing for a $2,500 prize. Business in the front, party in the back. Two boys have advanced to the finals of the best mullet in America competition, and they're each hoping to win the $2,500 prize. Two of the 25 finalists joined Fox and Friends on Thursday morning to show off their due on a national stage. The USA Mullet Championship has grown from a local Michigan competition in 2020 to a national event among all states. Young Axel Wenzel, what a name that is, of Brilliant, Wisconsin, has been growing his hair out for two years after a family member gave him a nice bribe. My uncle promised me a Camaro, he said on the program. Wenzel will have to grow his hair until he is at least 16 years old to get the Camaro, but he seems quite determined. And this kid has a rockin' mullet. Bright blonde, real short on the sides, a wavy top. I mean, it's a good-looking mullet, man. Uh, on the other side, Kalen Steinbrink of Austin, Minnesota, said his family is kind of a mullet family. My dad has a mullet, he said. With the nickname of Mini, Mini Minnesota Mullet, Steinbrink apparently was born to sweep the competition. Uh, what will the boys do with the prize money should they win? Well, Steinbrink allegedly wants to buy a new hoverboard, but he also dodged the question when asked directly. To enter, contestants must submit a front, side, and back view of their mullet along with the mullet's name. So you actually have to name your mullet to join this competition. Uh, there's a $10 fee to enter the contest, and half the entry fee will be donated to charity, according to the organization's website. Okay, what's the next one? <laughs> Come on, man. You don't want to talk about mullets making a comeback? They aren't. This is some backwoods Come town. Come on, man. Walking around with the achy, breaky hairdo. When you do it, we can talk about it. Billy Ray? No. I used to have a mullet. I used to have respect for you. I, I had a wicked mullet, dude. It was amazing. The most amazing mullet ever. Um, in case you care, unlike Malik, who doesn't care, voting goes on through Friday, August 19th, so today, and can be found at mulletchamp.com. So by the time you hear this story, it'll be all over with. A winner will have been chosen. But you could probably go to mulletchamp.com and find out who that winner is. Yeah, you go. Rush and do that. I'm going Next. to. Hold on. M-U-L-L-E-T-T. Oh, my God. You're really going to drag this out, aren't you? What did I do? Oh, did I spell mullet wrong? I did. There it is. Oh my gosh, dude, this website's amazing. I'm going to have to share this on our Facebook. Anyway, okay, the second feel-good story. This is the last feel-good story of the year, and this is the greatest feel-good story of all time. This is right up there with the woman who shot the guy in the face who tried to steal her car. Woman cuts off boyfriend's penis for attempted rape of 14-year-old daughter. No regrets. A woman in India cut off her boyfriend's private parts after claiming to have caught him trying to rape her 14-year-old daughter. The woman, 36, has not been named in reporting, had lived with her boyfriend for two years after separating from an alcoholic husband. She really picks the winners. She came home after a day working on a farm and said she caught her boyfriend red-handed. He even attacked me while I was trying to save my daughter. So I brought a knife from the kitchen and chopped off his private parts to teach him a lesson. The woman from the time, the woman told the times of India, I have no regrets for what I did. Um, police in the Mahwaganj region of Uttar Pradesh, an area east of New Delhi, arrested the boyfriend 32 on charges of rape under a child sexual abuse law in India. Officers referred him for treatment since they found him in critical condition. Police didn't say if the mother would face charges for her actions, but women in India have on occasion taken similar action when faced with sexual threat or violence in India. The action is called Bobbitizing. Bobbitizing. So from Lorena Bobbit, who first made headlines in 93 for cutting off her husband's penis. And if you don't remember that one, she drove away and threw it out the window. I can't believe they still talk about that. Like, we're really, that was that's a long time ago. 93 man that was a long time ago yeah but she was like the first i mean really the only one to ever do it not the only one probably but she was the first she was the biggest i wonder yeah. where she's at now not a good thing can you imagine her like trying to get back out into the dating scene i'd rather not like who would want to date that i'd be scared i'm usually scared what are you doing you're not you're not even paying attention like you don't want to talk about this penis chopping oh i'm sorry you thought i cared i apologize you don't care what you point did care. i give you that impression oh you're right you're right my bad. So I think this is great. I hope the woman doesn't get charged. I think more women 
who catch their man trying to rape their 14-year-old daughter should cut off their penises. No, 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 no. Because vigilante justice is great until, and they even talked about it, you know, until, you know, my boyfriend cheated on me, cut off his penis. My boyfriend did come home one time, cut off his penis. That, yeah, let's not, let's not do that. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to draw a line there. Like, the guy has to actually be raping but in people order for have, this to be okay. But people have varying degrees of penis cutting off level, and that's the issue. Like, if it's just like, you can do it if it's rape only, then I'd be like, fine. But everyone has their own scale. Well, I'm not, and I'm not even necessarily condoning the vigilante justice part of it. But I think maybe convicted rapists should have their penis surgically removed. What about medical castration? I know they do that some, or some states do that. Why not just actual castration? Don't you? Because the thing is, I th I'm pretty oh, sure no. that once you, st there's no drugs you can take that just forever chemically castrate you. Well, yeah, you have to keep taking them. You have them. to keep taking them. So once you're out, what's to force you to keep taking them? But I think that's kind of like, uh, well, you just have to come in. You know, have to check in with your parole officer. Just like if you're if you're that bad, then you have to check in every every week and come in and take your pills every day. I don't know. I don't know. But it's the same thing about, you know, when we uh, put someone in the electric chair or something or, you know, lethal injection. And then we find out, you know, 20 years later, they were innocent. Look, I, don't, man, I don't know if you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. I don't know if I want my stuff cut off because someone made a mistake. A little blurry, a little drunk mm -hmm. that night. Don't don't be rapey. <laughs> Well, you know, some of our stuff, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be black. Don't, so Don't be rapey. Wow. But you're just going to say, don't be black. No, you can't help that. Well, you could. You could go on Michael Jackson. Wow. But uh, wow. just don't be rapey. Uh, I'm not all for cutting the balls off. I need, I need definitive proof. So that, friends, was the last feel-good story for the foreseeable future. Anyways. Tears. I got to say, since we decided to, uh, to end this, I have had so many amazing stories just jumping out on my newsfeed. And See, it was I had really the opposite. Hard. It was really hard to narrow it down to just two. I struggled to find two. Um, yeah. So that's that. Well, I guess you can't really say contact us or all the other stuff. I could. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the email is going to go away. True. It just right? The Facebook isn't going to go away for at least a while. So yeah. Sure. Questions, comments whatever tell us you hate us for leaving tell us you're glad we're finally ending it email us at uh he's racist i'm not at gmail.com leave us a message on facebook whatever uh for the at least next week or two you can download us anywhere you find your podcasts after that yeah youtube i guess maybe unless we decide to take those down as well yeah we'll talk so uh thank you everyone for four plus great years we we appreciate you you got anything else malik signing out so for he's racist i'm not the last time this is remy stay black and proud this is malik good night everyone. So I think